Welcome to the SLP Stress Management Podcast, your place to manage stress, reduce burnout, and find more balance in your life. I'm your host, Jesse Andrix, and I've got to tell you, I am really, really excited for today's episode because if you've been listening, then you know that normally we are all about stress management as an SLP and how to use that to help you stay where you are. And today I have a guest here that has gone into like totally different paths and and worked through stress and managing things and uh, basically hustling sanely every day. And so I am so excited to have Jess Massey from Hustle Sanely here today. Welcome, Jess. Hey, hi, Jesse. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, this is just so amazing. Um, you know, I have been following you since you were the social speechy, <laughs> which was oh, right, right, right. And I know that there might be some people here who are like, "Oh yeah, totally, mm-hmm. me too," or who may even be like, "Wait a minute, I know that." Uh-huh. Um, and then I know that there are a few people that are new to the field of being an SLP. So. I would love for you to share a little bit about who you are and what you do and how this kind of relates to being an SLP. Yeah. Okay. So like you said, I am no longer, I always just like to be upfront. I still get DMs, believe it or not, because I still have um, the social speechy ha- uh, handle just because I do have the TPT store. Um, I don't use it for anything, but it prompts people to my personal Instagram if they you know, have a question or an issue or anything like that. So I, to this day, get messages from people and they think that I'm still in the field of speech pathology. So I always like to give a blanket statement, but you did a great job letting people know. (laughs) No longer in the field, but I love sharing my story and my journey because if it wasn't for the field of speech pathology, I know for a fact that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. And I feel, I have goosebumps saying it. I am I'm doing what I was called to do. Like I'm so confident in saying that. Um, And I just think it's really beautiful how even though what I'm doing now is super different from the field of speech pathology, they piece so well together in my instance. So what I do now is I'm actually a planner designer and a podcast host, and I am the owner of a community-based productivity brand is what I call it. And the name of that brand is Hustle Sanely. Uh, So basically, I am passionate about helping people ditch burnout and overwhelm and instead lean into living a peacefully productive life. That is my passion because I have been on the other side of that, as I'm sure you have and you know many SLPs who have too. Um, Burnout, overwhelm, and exhaustion, those were my norm up until I would say two and a half, three years ago. Um, So when I, I guess I should, should I just start when I was in grad school for speech pathology? Are you cool with that? Yeah, that would be cool because you were in grad school and you were an SLPA at while you were in grad school, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you were, you were basically working in, in the field and going to school to like make it 
official, yeah. I guess. And, well, the SLP at the school, I worked at a private school, so it was kind of a little bit the, I guess, regulations were, were a little <laughs> yeah. than, you know, at a public school. So I was the only SLP there. Like, we didn't have an actual SLP. I was the quote, operating SLP, I guess, um, because the SLP who was there went on maternity leave and they were like, we need someone. And I was like, me, please give me a job. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that happened. Um, but yeah, I was working as an SLPA while I was in grad school for speech pathology. And I was actually an older student. I didn't start grad school until, gosh, I hope I get this right. I think I was 20 six or 27, 27. I was 27 when I started grad school. So it was SLP was kind of a career change for me from the get go. Um, so that's interesting. A lot of people don't know that <laughs> people think that I'm like 25 now and I'm like, Nope, I'm actually 30. <laughs> um, so I was in grad school and the funny thing is I was so content. Like when I was in grad school, like obviously it was incredibly hard. It was incredibly draining. It required a lot of me, but I was so content being in the SLP field. I loved what I did. I loved the people who I worked with both online and in the schools. And it was just, I never ever thought that I would end up changing paths because like I said, I was super content doing what I was doing. Um, and in 2017, which is when I started grad school, I kind of went on, I call it like my personal development journey where I just started kind of I was like, this is not okay to live, you know, burnt out, overwhelmed and exhausted all the time. Like this isn't normal because up until that point, I kind of thought that it was because mm -hmm. you know, when you're, you, I'm sure you remember this when you're running with, you know, SLP undergrads, like everyone is busting their butts to try to get into grad school. Like it's an intense couple of years when you're working, you know, on that undergrad degree. And so that's all that I was around was, you know, the hustling, the burnout, the overwhelm. So I was like, okay, this is normal. Like, this is fine. And then I was like, hold on a second. I'm a believer um, of Jesus. And so I was like, this is not the kind of life that I am called to live. Like, I am not supposed to be like running myself into the ground because I'm not able to show up and love on people and serve people because they're getting what's left of me at the end of my very long days. Um, so that's when my wheels started kind of kind of turning. And I was like, I need to think of, you know, some routines and rhythms and scheduling hacks to help me, you know, do this better because I can't do this for another three years. My grad school was part-time. So it was a three-year program. Um, and I was like, there's just no way that this is sustainable. So we have to figure something out. So I actually created a digital planner while I was in grad school. It was my first, or I think it was my second semester of grad school. And people saw it on Instagram because of the social speechy. They saw the <laughs> stories and they were like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Can you post that on Etsy? And I was like, oh, all right, like that's fine. So I posted it and that's how the whole planner part of my business started. But it's kind of like how I was saying, you don't realize that something isn't the norm if it's what you're used to. So I thought burnout, overwhelm, exhaustion, I thought that was the norm because that's what I was around with other SLP students. And then, you know, I never really 
understood that my 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 gift for time management, organization, productivity, I didn't realize those were gifts. I thought everybody was good at, you know, piecing together a schedule, at figuring out their priorities and creating routines so that they can get things done without kind of feeling like they're scurrying all over the place. So when I would, you know, post little cute stories of my planners and all that, like that's all it was to me. I was like, oh, like I, my handwriting looks good today. Let me post this for my story. But people are like, wait a second. You know how you can like zoom in on Instagram. They're like, wait, like how did you figure out like that color coding, time blocking, like all of this? Like we want to hear more about that. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess I can start talking about that. And then I just started sharing productivity tips on social media and it kind of snowballed. Um, I always say that I started my business by accident because like I said at the beginning, I just was so content in the SLP field. Um, but then I just became so incredibly passionate about helping other people create lives and schedules that allowed them to peacefully pursue their dreams. So I was able to leave the field of speech pathology in 2018, January of 2000, wait, January 2019. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm coming up on two years. Um, and it was a very hard decision. Like I knew what I wanted to do in my heart, but it was really hard to make that decision because like I said, I did love and appreciate the field. Um, so that's kind of how I got to where I am today. It was a total accident, but a total blessing. That's amazing. And it's like, it's so true sometimes that it happens that way, like as an accident or that you, you know, you make like one step or you do one thing and then suddenly that just like opens the doors to so much exactly, more that you didn't even yeah. know was there. Yeah, it's, it's so amazing. Um, for years, like, you know, I, I was a speech therapist and then quit and then I, I taught yoga and like mindfulness and I didn't really understand how the two could ever go together. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was always this, like, you know, that was one career, that was one life, this is another life. And right. then I came back to the field and like now, you know, doing this sort of thing and talking to people about this, it kind of brings it all back together. So it's amazing sometimes when we start, like we don't even realize what our journey is until we're in it and we're doing right. it and we were like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I think that's such a beautiful way to put it. And I think that's, it's such an encouragement to people because I feel like as a society, collectively, we put so much pressure on ourselves to, you know, make sure that we're pursuing the right dream. And like, I think there's such a big difference between, and maybe this is going off on a tangent, but it, I don't really think it is. <laughs> That's okay. um, so like dreams versus a vision. And I feel like when you're kind of clear on your vision for your life, it doesn't, really matter what dream you're pursuing as long as you're you're letting that vision kind of bleed over into whatever that dream is your dream is a vehicle to carry out your vision right so i just think that as long as you take the time to get clear on what you want your and when i say your vision what you want your life to look like what you want your life to feel like what kind of impact you want to make and i just think that hearing your story just reminds me of how important it is to be clear on your vision because it does allow different types of dreams to kind of marry together under that same vision you know yeah i love that i love that it's like the vision is the like broader mm -hmm like piece of it and the dreams are the specifics and there could yeah. be so many ways to get to that vision and yeah. so many pieces of it. Oh, I love that. And, um, 
I think sometimes we get stuck on the specifics, like it has mm-hmm. to be this way and I need it to be this when, when we step back and think of like, wait, why don't, like, what is this meant? Like, what's the purpose of this right, dream? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's more about like that, that bigger vision. I love that. Um, oh, I just love that so much. So, <laughs> so when you were in burnout, you know, I, I know we have a lot of students here and we have a lot of new SLPs that listen. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we just have a lot of like people that have been in burnout since they were in yeah. undergrad and grad school and have never left that state. Right. So like, what was that? How did you know when you like started to realize, okay, this isn't how life should be. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, what were some of the things you were kind of experiencing in stress and in burnout? The biggest indicator for me, my relationships, um, I'm married, so my relationship with my husband, but not only just that, I feel like too, when people hear the word relationship, they think like it has to be a significant other, but I'm talking broader here. Um, My friendships, my relationships with my family, um, my marriage, all of those things started to suffer because Mm -hmm. I was just showing up. Anytime that I did allow them into my schedule... I was always like on the edge of my seat. I was very irritable because I was, I knew that I, you know, I had school on my mind. I had my job on my mind. I just wasn't present. Um, And so that was like my biggest red flag would be my relationships were suffering. And I was like, hold on a second. Like all of the, like I stopped getting invited to things because I would always say no. And when I did say yes, like I said, I was irritable. It was just, I wasn't showing up well for the people in my life. Um, so that was definitely the biggest red flag. And then um, when things that I normally loved doing started to feel like a chore, um, for example, I love working out. I was a personal trainer before um, I was in grad school for speech pathology, actually. Um, and I just, I would dread working out because I just was like, I have too much to do. Like I have to show up for school in this way. Um, so I would say that one. So not showing up for my loved ones, um, kind of just not being excited about things that normally excited me. And then the third thing was things that were usually really simple, just seemed really big and really daunting. So for example, my morning routine has always been like such a crucial part of my life. Um, And a big part of my morning routine is journaling. I've always loved it since I was a little girl. Um, But when I was kind of in that really intense season of burnout, I dreaded picking up my journal because it just seemed like it was so hard and such a big daunting task when that had never been the case in my whole entire life. So those are my three kind of red flags, I would say. Yeah. And, you know, I think those are things that a lot of people will relate to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know like with burnout, that's one of the things for me too, that it was the relationships. Like Mm -hmm. when it started to, you know, I was like, okay, I can be stressed at work or I can be stressed at school. But when it trickles into the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. it's suddenly like, maybe this is a, maybe this is an issue. Right. This shouldn't be this way. Um, But like you said, the small things becoming bigger things mm-hmm. and and things that you love you don't even want to do anymore mm-hmm. that it's just like oh I don't have time to do this or right. um that pull of like I should do this but I should do this mm-hmm. um I think so many people can relate to that and it can sometimes stop them from working through the burnout right I because agree. those things that you said like your morning routine and these things that are like just really peaceful moments and things that um you know, 
can help and working out, like all of those things are so crucial to mm -hmm. working through stress, mm -hmm. but then they do seem like, but how can I possibly do this? Right. Like, how do I fit it in? How do I have the energy to do this? Yeah. Yeah. So how did you start to make that shift? Okay. So it's so crazy how everything kind of comes full circle because I started, I am such um, a, a creature of habit. I need routines. I can't just kind of go like fly by the seat of my pants. I'm not that kind of girl. Um, and so I, I create these kind of like, um, I guess, systems without really recognizing that I'm creating a system. Um, and so now I have a name for what I was doing back then. But back then I was just, you know, doing whatever I needed to do to survive at the at that time. Um, but now I have this thing in my business and it's kind of, it's really cool because it's actually the foundation of Hustle Sanely of what I'm doing now. Um, and we call them the five keys to hustling sanely. Uh, and it's just five things that I made sure to kind of reflect on and dig deep into to create just a plan that allowed me to show up well for my life in a way that was life-giving for me, but that was also like serving the people in my life. Mm -hmm. um, so I would love to run through them if you're open to hearing them. Yes. And I love that you said it's about serving yourself, mm -hmm. but about serving the people in your life. Yeah. Because I think that's one thing that sometimes we don't, we like, are like, that sounds awesome. These things are great, but they're mm -hmm. just for me. And like, I'm going to end up taking away from other people, uh -huh. but it's really like, we can't show up. We can't give, we can't serve and eat it. We can't help other people if we aren't helping ourselves. Right. If you're empty, I mean, everybody, yeah. that thing, right. Like you can't pour from an empty cup and I know we've heard it so much. So it kind of, we lose, you know, the, the weight of the statement, but you really can't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I would love, I would love for you to run through them. Yeah. Okay. So the five keys to hustling sanely, uh, key number one is get your mindset right, which I'm sure you can appreciate. <laughs> key number two is get clear on your vision. Key number three is define your priorities. Key number four is create your routines and your schedule. And then key number five is implement hustle sanely five every day. Um, and I'll kind of go a little bit deeper with that one because this is where, even though it's the fifth one on the list, this is where I always suggest people start if they're just feeling totally overwhelmed, totally burnt out, because it's very, it's a very tangible thing that they can do right now to start taking small steps to overcome that kind of stuff. Because I would say um, keys one through four, they take, they take a little bit of work. They're going to take a little bit of elbow grease. Like it's not just like you sit down and you knock it out in an hour. Um, you're going to have to really dig through some stuff um, mentally, in your heart, just like all kinds of stuff. Um, so the fifth one, which I said was implement Hustle Sanely 5 every day. This is what I was doing in grad school without knowing it. I was doing these five things every single day, and it kind of just gave me a foundation to stand on every day. And I felt like I was hitting all of the areas that were important to me to hit in my life. Um, so the Hustle Stanley 5, or we call it HS5 over in my community, it's a list of five intentional things that we do every day to make sure that we're focusing our best time and energy on the things that actually align with our life vision. Um, so the five things, and I know five sounds like a lot, but they're really, they're not intense. They're very practical 
real things that you and I could do every single day. And I get goosebumps and it makes me tear up when I, you know, hear people tell me that implementing HS5 every day has completely changed the game for them because that's why I do what I do. So those five things, number one is complete your focus three, which we can chat about in just a second. Number two is move for 30 minutes as in your body exercise, whether that's yoga, going on a walk. I love lifting weights, going on a run whatever feels good for you, but just moving your body for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Number three is tidy for 15 minutes. So I, I know for me, and I feel like most people, my environment, my physical environment really affects my headspace. So if I'm in like a clustered area or things are just super chaotic, my headspace is chaotic. So taking 15 minutes every day to just kind of tidy up like my area, my home, my desktop, if my laptop is out of control, um, just taking 15 minutes to tidy like intentionally every day just helps me to not have this buildup of kind of chaos throughout my life. Um, and then number four and number five kind of go together. Number four is say or do one kind thing for yourself. And number five is say or do one kind thing for someone else. So those are the things that make up Hustle Sanely 5. And then really quick, the first one, complete your focus three. I am not a fan of humongous daily to-do lists because I think they kind of leave us feeling defeated at the end of the day because we're not going to get through a to-do list that is as long as our arm. So when we lay our head down at the end of the day, we're just like, oh, I didn't get my to-do list done. Today wasn't productive. I feel like a failure. So that's why I, in my community, I teach to choose a focus three every day. So they're just your three things that you want to do that day that point you toward your goals. Like they're go you're going to make progress on your goals and you can feel good. And like today was a productive day if you get those three things done. So it's just a way to not have a massive to-do list every day. Yeah, that is, I mean, that is such a crucial thing. Like I, I've talked a lot with this about people like the to-do list thing. We think it's going to be really beneficial. Mm -hmm. And then once you start writing it, it's like, you think there's going to be, you know, oh, I have a couple things to do today. Mm -hmm. And then you start writing down every little thing that you are thinking you can do or want right. to do. And it can be pages. And then, like you said, you just end up feeling really stressed out and right. then you feel like you feel like you're not enough and you didn't do enough and you're you know it, it's like that mental spiral starts to kick in Absolutely. and then mm -hmm. it just triggers everything i love I, I love that and i do um you know like i mean following you on instagram and you share this every day and it's mm -hmm. just it makes it so easy to see like how to do it mm -hmm. so if anybody needs you know if you're hearing this and you're like yes i love that like go follow jess on instagram oh, because you story about it and i mean it's like there's so much you know you can actually see how it works but right. yeah having three things to do can really just help you figure out like what's truly important what's mm -hmm. really going to take you forward and yeah it's that is that is so great and then um I mean, all of those things, I was actually thinking about your tidying for 15 minutes today mm -hmm. because I was, I was doing that. I was like, you know, just do these little things and it'll make everything feel that much right. easier. Um, and I was like, oh, it's the tidy for 15 yes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 
yes. Back to the focus three for just a second, because I do get a lot of questions. People are like, well, what if I, you know, I want to put, should I put my workout on there? Do I need to put my morning routine on my to-do list? And that's why the fourth key to hustling sanely is create routines. Because I feel like when we create routines, you don't have to put that kind of stuff on your to-do list, right? Mm -hmm. You can kind of make a rhythm out of it in your everyday life. Like I don't ever have my workout on my daily to-do list because I just know it's built into the rhythm of my life. Like I just, it's a part of what I do when I wake up in the morning, I don't have to write, make coffee on my to-do list. Like right. something <laughs> that I do, you know? Um, and I think that we just need to kind of unmarry ourselves or divorce ourselves, I guess is a better word, uh, <laughs> from the idea that we have to write everything down on our to-do list. Because I feel like that, like you said, it's just, it's breeding grounds for stress for sure. Yeah. And it makes it seem, you know, when we put things like having to, you know, I have to do my workout mm -hmm. because I put it on my to-do list, it, it makes it not enjoyable I agree. already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even if you love working out, like if I had a to-do list and it said, you know, like, you know, go on a walk today or work out mm -hmm. for, you know, work out for an hour or do a video or whatever it might be, like, I would just start to dread it immediately right. because it would feel like, oh my gosh, I should be doing this. Like, am right. I going to have time? Like what if I don't? light at you on your to-do list and you're like, oh my gosh, when am I going to? Yeah, exactly what you said. Yeah. So when we talk about, you know, you talk about routines and schedules. I know you've mentioned this already and, and this is definitely um, – I know is a, a really big thing for you is your morning routine. Mm -hmm. um, and you have like the most amazing, but like inspiring morning routine. Oh, thank you. Because I love that you, you're welcome. I love that you, you, you know, you have what you do and it's, um, you always talk about like why you do it and why it's mm -hmm. meaningful and, but it doesn't, it, it's not something that seems overly complicated either. Right. Yes. I am so, all about simplicity when it comes to routines. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about like, about what you do for your morning routine and then also like how you, how you make it happen? Yeah, absolutely. So my morning routine, it's really cool. I, it's, it kind of morphs and grows with me. And as you know, my season of life changes, like it changes with me. And I think that's something that people really need to be okay with and lean into my morning routine. Now it's like two hours long. I wake up at five 30 and I don't start my work day until like seven 30 or eight. The first two hours, I'm just kind of taking it slow and pouring into myself. Um, whereas when I was in grad school, my morning routine was like 20 minutes. I was still mm -hmm being mindful in the mornings, but it's just different seasons of life. So I think um, everyone needs to just give themselves permission to not be so dead set on having the same morning routine for every day of their life, you know? Um, but right now my morning routine just looks like waking up. Of course I make coffee first thing. Um, <laughs> and then I grab all the stuff that I need and I kind of cozy up on the couch. Um, it's, I live in Florida, so it's not nice enough to go outside yet. If we do have one of those random crisp mornings, I'll go sit on the back patio. Right. I, I grew up, like I went to high school in Florida and college, so I totally understand that yeah. because <laughs> 
they're like crisp mornings happen like yeah. two or three times a year. Advantage <laughs> when they happen. <laughs> um, but I grab um, the biggest things that I make sure to do every single morning. Um, I kind of give myself leeway. Like I kind of check in and I'm like, okay, what? How are we feeling? What do we need? So I don't really have uh, a rigid like time. Like from five thirty to six thirty, I'm doing this. From six thirty to six forty-five, I'm doing this. From you know, um, I kind of just know activities that I call it a menu, like a morning routine menu in my Hustle Sanely program when I'm teaching other people. Um, Because some people do need, when you're first starting out with a morning routine, you do kind of need like a, okay, I I need to get up at six and at 6.05, I want to be doing this. At, you know, 6.20, I want to be doing this just so that you like stay on track and you're not fumbling around and, you know, going back to bed because you don't know Mm -hmm. what's going on. But now that I've been, you know, disciplined in a morning routine for many, many years now, I kind of just wake up and I do a check-in. I'm like, okay, how are we feeling? What am I needing? But the things that are always included in my morning routine, I always journal. I always read um, a personal development book and um, some scripture from the Bible. And then I always meditate and I always pray. So like, those are kind of like the things that I always do, but it just the, the order depends. Sometimes I'll spend, you know, half an hour reading. Sometimes I'm like, eh, I'm not really feeling reading. So I'll read for like, you know, five minutes. So my morning routines are, I call them loose right now. Like they're <laughs> not very rigid. Um, so it's really nice though, because up until this point, I have had to have kind of rigid morning routines because I had to be out of the house at a certain time, you know, things like that. And I know that when my husband and I start a family within the next couple of years, like it'll go back to being, you know, I won't have as much time to myself to do all the things. Um, So I'm just kind of enjoying like a looser, uh, more free flowing morning routine right now. But I definitely think it's important to kind of fill yourself up. For me, spiritually is a big deal, Um, spiritually, mentally, and then physically. So whether that be like stretching or, you know, just doing something, I typically do my workout right after my morning routine. Um, So that's kind of what mine looks like right now. Um, And when I'm trying to guide people and teach people into leaning into their own, I think it depends on your personality. I think some people really do, like I said, if you're not super disciplined, if you just really need that structure, create a morning routine. Like I'm gonna wake up at this time, these are the activities I'm gonna do, and these are the times I'm gonna be doing them. But if you're just kind of more that stressed out, some of my some of the students in my Hustle Sanely program, they were like, no, like I hate waking up and like <laughs> being, you know, I have to do this, this, and this at this time. Um, so for them, I told them to do the morning routine menu. I'm like, okay, so have a few items that, you know, you know, fill you up in the morning, choose what you want to do when you wake up and do one or two of them. And then you're good to go. As long as you're spending, I would say at least 10 or 15 minutes in the morning being mindful and kind of getting your headspace in the right frame of mind. That's really what it comes down to, because then you're going into the day, you're taking ownership of your day. Your day isn't running you. Yes. I love that. Um, and it's, it's, it's true that just like, you know, even 10 or 15 minutes, like, Mm -hmm. I think that right now in the, you know, in the speech therapy world, at least like, it's kind of like, I think a lot of people are like, well, I'm home more because now I'm working from home and I wasn't planning on it or I'm, they're like going back to their work now. And Mm -hmm. so having that flexibility is really good, but knowing that it could be two hours if you have that and taking up as much of that time to yourself, you know, that you have 
and starting your day, but then on the days where you only have 10 minutes, you know, knowing like, okay, I can choose this one or two things, Mm -hmm. you know, to do and that that's enough and that's okay. And that's, that's perfect. And yeah, like you said, I love the, the taking ownership of your day. Um, I love that because that just, it totally changes how you will perceive your day, no Mm -hmm. matter what happens. Yeah. I, I just love that. And I know, for me, when I was in burnout, and I know with a lot of people, and I think this is something that a lot of people we end up doing without realizing it. It's like we set the alarm for the last possible minute, or we hit snooze as many times as we can, and then jump up. And it's like your day is a constant rush. Right. Like you're rushing to get out the door to get to work. You're rushing to like not have to be at work anymore. And then you're rushing to like get home, get done what you can to get to bed in time to start it all over right, again. Rushing tomorrow. Right. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, uh, and, and yeah. And like living that way is, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, there's no, there's no true joy in that. So yes, I think like taking ownership of your day, you know, even, you know, 10, 15 minutes where you mm-hmm. can like is, is amazing. And then expanding on it when you can, like, that's yeah. just, it's such a beautiful practice. Yeah. I was just having a conversation on Instagram with a gal and she was asking, she's a personal trainer. And so she has to be at work at, you know, five thirty cause that's when her clients are ready for her. So she's like, what do you suggest that I do like for my morning routine? Because, you know, people see mine on Instagram that I'm doing all of these activities and they're like, whoa, like I cannot, like, unless I wake up at 3 a.m., like that's not happening for me. (laughs) And I'm like, no, please don't wake up at 3 a.m. My suggestion to her, I was like, gratitude is, when I mentioned journaling, that's what I do when I journal is gratitude. Um, I think that's a discipline that everyone, no matter what your belief system is, I think that's just something that everyone should kind of be rooted in every single Mm -hmm. day is gratitude. Um, So I suggested to her, like, whether you want to do it on your phone in a note or something, or like have a little journal, like when you wake up and you're, you know, getting your coffee ready to go out the door with you to work, like give yourself 10 minutes at the house to just sit down, take a few deep breaths, write down three or two or three, whatever great things you're grateful for. And then as you're driving to work, maybe listen to an audiobook or a podcast or a worship song or, you know, whatever kind of your, you need. Um, and then, you know, in the middle of the day or at the end of your workday, when you have a little bit more, you know, flexibility with your schedule, read for 15 or 20 minutes or you know what I mean? Like that's when you can kind of do a little bit more, but I think people get scared to chunk it up. Um, just because, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people refer to it as a quote morning routine, which I do think it is crucial for everybody to take at least 10 mindful minutes in the morning. Like I said, to do gratitude, just take a few deep breaths and just set yourself up to like, we just talked about, take ownership of your day, but it's okay to chunk it up. Like if you're not able to do everything that you'd like to do in the morning, have an evening routine where you kind of loop them together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, that's one of the things I like to talk about too, is like infusing your self-care and, or, you know, just, and, and if we don't like the word self-care, like just your time to check in with yourself and mm-hmm. do something good for yourself, like infusing your day, you know, with it. Yeah. If you, you know, so it just becomes part of your normal habit instead Absolutely. of like, the, I have to do this. Yeah. But yeah. And I mean, 
a morning routine, like they're amazing, but evening routines are amazing too. You know, like winding down. Those are new to me because I've always, when I was in grad school, um, I had night classes. So I didn't finish class until 10 o'clock and then I would be up at 4.30 to work at the SLPA job. So there wasn't much of an evening routine there. It was kind of (laughs) a laptop and my head hits the pillow and that's that, you know? Um, So that's something that I'm actually able to implement now is an evening routine and they are so underrated. Let me tell <laughs> Yeah, it it's it, it they are they are wonderful. Um but yeah, same thing. Like it's really hard when you're in grad school and you're working or study like all of those things and mm-hmm. and and then when you're like finally able to do it, it is something that feels like, wait, how do I what do I do? I have an right. evening. Like how am I supposed to do this? And most of the time we end up just, you know, binge watching something right, or feeling guilty that we're not doing something quote productive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like bringing work home and working and working and working. Absolutely. Um, it can really take a long time to, to work out of that. So yes, morning, evening routines. And I love how you said the word infuse because I feel like this, this is something that I'm currently working on myself is I'm trying to, uh, um, I guess not eliminate, but just lessen how I'm kind of segmenting my days so much. Like I want my whole day to feel peaceful and like, you know what I mean? Like I'm taking ownership of my mindset. Like even if I'm in a crazy meeting for work or something is just kind of out of my control, chaotic, like I want to be able to be present because like it's just who I am at my core now because of me showing up and kind of doing that in the morning. I want it to like leak into the rest of my day. So I love how you said like just infuse it throughout your whole entire day rather than like segmenting it up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. Like when you do start to infuse it, it really does become how you show up to those stressful moments. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, speaking of stressful moments, you just went through something like for work, like good stress, right? (laughs) So you just, you just had an amazing launch. So um, tell us, what is it that you just launched? I just launched the very first paper planner because everything that we've done up until this point has been digital. So for 2021, I actually have the little sample sitting right next to me. It's like a shrine on the desk. Um, But it is our first paper planner and it is my heart between two covers. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. It's, um, it's amazing. And I, I mean, like I imagine with creating, you know, everything you do, you create, right? Like with your work. So I imagine that, you know, even with the digital products that you've been creating, you know, since you just made them for yourself in grad school and and never even realized that, you know, this was going to become your business. I imagine that that had some stress, but bringing this like a whole new, like, you know, dream coming forward, I imagine that there was a lot of stress there. Oh, absolutely. Good and bad. Like it was the, and still is like the most wild ride for me because it happened so quickly. 
Um, and I think a lot of people don't recognize that not all tasks on your to-do list are created equally. Um, I'm very big on paying attention to the energy that your task requires and not energy mm-hmm. in like a woo-woo way, but like your physical energy, like, like your, you know, like for me, for example, like giving a speech or something like when I have to get up and present something like that wipes me out. It does not fill me up. Like. I'm done after that. I know some people, they can go on and give three speeches after that first speech. And I'm just like, how the heck do you do that? So I think it's so important for all of us to kind of be mindful of what kind of tasks like kind of take a lot out of us and to not judge ourselves for that because this paper planner creation process took so much more energy than I thought that it would. I knew there was going to be a lot to do and there was and is, but the (laughs) amount of energy that it required, both creative energy and mental energy, because it's the first time I've ever done something like this. um, I had to be really, I had to pay attention to that because I had to kind of schedule everything else based on what that project required of me, you know? Yeah, I love that you bring that up because that's something that um, with SLPs, I really like to talk to them about. And I love that you've brought it up just like on, you know, not in the SLP world. And also I know that there are also like, there are SLPs that like to create things Mm -hmm. and create, you know, on TPT and, and, and have creative projects. But yeah, not following your energy. Like if you're going to schedule your day or batch your day or however you're going to work on the projects or see students or clients or whatever it is, like, yeah, if you're not mindful with your energy, then if those don't match, oh my gosh. You're, you're not going to be so able to produce your best work either. Yeah. You know, like you're going to be kind of done mentally and you're not going to be able to show up for your life, the people in it, and you're not going to produce your best work. Like you're not winning on any front. So like there's really there's no good that can come out of you not honoring your energy. Yeah. And then when you do honor it, it's like the most amazing things can, can come out of it or just the like feeling of actually being okay with your day and like enjoying it and enjoying the, the work and the, the good hustle Mm -hmm. of everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. So yes. And you have, you just launched this amazing planner that, is sold out, right? Yes, it is sold out, which is absolutely insane. Actually, a week ago, whenever we're having this conversation is when we launched. And I was joking around with my husband this morning. I feel like I'm just now like emotionally leveling out after this. <laughs> it was just, I was on such a high and I just put so much of my time and my energy into this thing over the last year. And it just like kind of, it's like a sponge when it's like so full and then you squeeze it all out. It kind of takes a second to kind of, you know, fluff back up. I feel like that's kind of where I've been. <laughs> that, that is like a perfect, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, that is amazing. So, I mean, you have, you have your your planner line now Mm -hmm. and you have your like your paper planner line and products but you also have your digital products that help people um like you say you you know it helps to helps them to to hustle sanely but to Mm -hmm. really like capture a better way to manage time and manage days so what are some of those um types of products that you have and like how like how do you 
put them together or, or what do people get out of them that really help them to, to manage their time or to be more mindful or whatever it might be? Yeah. So the biggest one that came to mind, obviously I have a ton of planners and digital and, you know, the paper, and there will be a digital version of the paper planner. Um, but it's, the first product that came to mind outside of my planners is the Hustle Sanely Journal, um, and it is digital right now. We're actually in the process of creating a paper version, which is so exciting, mm -hmm. um, but it is just, um, that is such a tool of empowerment to me because it is, it kind of infuses the five keys to Hustle Sanely throughout it, um, and it just teaches people how to get their mindset right, get clear on their vision, define their priorities, create routines in the schedule um, in such a tangible way. Like they have that practice that they can do every single morning. You know, it takes 10 minutes to do like the daily journaling page. Um, so definitely that would be my, the number one thing that I would think would be beneficial. And then I do have an entire program that is called the Hustle Sanely program. It's a mm -hmm. five week um, in person, not well, digitally in person, like it's a live, <laughs> like I'm there, like in the Facebook group, like it's not pre-recorded. Um, I don't think anything is in person right now, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I do have that, the Hustle Sandy program, and we actually are opening enrollment the last week of October to get rolling again in November. I've run it two times now, um, and that's kind of where we just dive in and just break up all the keys to hustling sanely in detail, and that's when um, the students in that program come out the other side with a, they're clear on their vision, they know what goals they're working toward, and then they have a schedule to support that in a way that will allow them to go after it without sacrificing their mental health and relationships. Yeah, that is amazing. That is so amazing. And I mean, I like just from like a creative coach standpoint, like I love how all your stuff just like goes off of each other. Like everything goes together and blends yeah. together with everything you, you do. That's such a compliment. <laughs> You're welcome. But it and it just makes everything like that much more helpful for, for anyone that needs it, you know, whether it's that you start with one thing and it leads to the, the next, right. or you start with a program and then there's like, oh, well, there's this planner I can use after right. to help you keep going with it. And it's really cool because everything that I create is because of what my community online asks me for. Um, so it's, I create one thing and like, I notice like, for example, the program that I was just talking about, um, Keys two, which is get clear on your vision, people really like to go deep with that. So I actually have an entire workshop coming out um, in December that's just focused on key two, like helping people get clear on their vision and then creating an action plan to kind of put it into place. Like maybe they, they've got the time management down. They don't really need support there, but they're just like, how the heck do I figure out what I want to do? Like, how, like, how do I get there? So it's really awesome to be able to learn what my community needs directly from them based on products that they're using that I already have out. So. Yeah, that is. And I know that you've like, because I, I mean, I, I've noticed like over the summers, I think it was like, you have a lot of teachers mm -hmm. that, um, that are in your community. And so you do a lot of things specifically like teacher planners and, you know, things for, for them. Mm -hmm. Um, which is, is amazing. And, you know, SLPs that are listening, most of, you know, I know that we don't always like to be called a teacher when you work in school, but from, from a teacher planner standpoint, like go for it. Right. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I, I do have it on my radar to create an SLP digital planner. I, that has been a request for a long, long time. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. I, be, I mean, that is, that would, that sounds amazing. And also like an incredibly huge project. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Aren't they all right? <laughs> right. Oh, that is, that is so awesome. And, um, and I, I love that you can take, take it and just keep offering more and sharing mm -hmm. more and helping people where they need it. Yeah. Um, because we are like, I mean, there's so many people that are just feeling so stressed and are in that place, like where they think that, you know, or they feel like maybe this is how it is supposed to be. Right. And like you said, you know, you had that moment where it was like, no, I'm, I'm not supposed to be this, like, this is not how my life should be. Mm -hmm. um, I love it. So where can everyone find like your, your products and find more from you? Pretty much everything that I have to offer lives at jessicamassey.com, which it's so weird that that's my website because I'm, I go by Jess. So whenever I got that URL a few years ago, I was like, well, that was a fail. But now everything's there. So we're rolling. <laughs> Jessicamassey.com. Um, and then the two places that I hang out the most online would be my personal Instagram, which is at Jess M. Massey. So two M's. People get that mixed up all the time, too. All of my social handles do not make sense, clearly. <laughs> I did a better job at that. Um, and then the Hustle Sanely podcast, which is my podcast. And that's where we talk about all things hustling sanely. Yeah. And that is a, it's a weekly podcast, right? Uh huh. Every Tuesday. And it just turned a year old, which is so crazy. Oh, well, happy birthday to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. I know that it is going to help so many people and, and just like, you know, help of uplift a lot of the speech therapists out there that are just really struggling more than ever this year. Um, more than like the normal struggle that, that we'd been in for years. So thank you so much for, for sharing all of your, your gifts. Yes. Thank you so much again for having me, Jesse. This is awesome. Yeah. Well, and go check out all of these sites for everyone that's listening. Go check out jessicamassey.com and look into all of these programs and these products and amazing things and definitely definitely follow Jess on Instagram um, because every day you can get some really great tips and just insights and things to help you as you work through some of this stress as an S. Are you ready to truly manage your stress, reduce burnout, and finally find more balance in your life? Well, the SLP Stress Management course is here to help you do just that. In this eight-week course, you'll take a deep dive into what stress is and why it affects SLPs so much, as well as learn practical stress management tools as you build a step-by-step -step system that works for your stress and your daily needs. You can check this out now at jessieandrix.com and I hope to see you in the course.